Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. How many of you guys think deliverance and this healing stuff is a little weird? Raise your hand. I don't, don't tell me you don't think it's a little weird. Listen. It's weird, it's weird. You know why? Because look at the definition of weird. The definition of weird is suggesting something supernatural. I told my kids when they were young, if someone tells you you're weird, tell them thank you. Why would you not want to be supernatural? Why would you want to be like everyone else? You're not called to be like anyone else. You're called to be you. God has chosen you for this time. So you're supposed to be weird. And so that's why we operate in this a little bit of a weird thing. But you know what? It's really not weird because it's what Jesus did. It's his whole ministry. You read the the New Testament and it's full of signs and wonders. And this is why the church grew so fast. Signs and wonders. So that's what we wanna walk in tonight. We wanna walk in freedom and signs and wonders. I have seen people healed. And let me give you a little disclaimer real quick. If you start feeling agitated, if you start wanting to cough or feel nauseous or start getting a migraine or headache, that's totally normal. Listen, demons are like two-year-olds. They're gonna try to throw temper tantrums and they're gonna try to take you out of the meeting. Okay, shut your phone off and and shut the voices down that are trying to take you out. Because I will tell you, a a young woman was in the meeting a few months ago and in a freedom night, and she started getting such a severe headache, started like really, like the the people were like, we need to call an ambulance, she can't drive home. Um, Is there a doctor in the house? Somehow someone thought I was a doctor and they pulled me out of service. And I'm like... (laughs) Oh, they're like, you're a doctor. I'm like, no, I'm married to a doctor, but I'm not a doctor. I guess two become one, so now I'm a doctor. Well, I'm a doctor of deliverance is what I am. (laughs) That's what it is, doctor of deliverance. So, so she was a DOD. So she was out in the lobby. And if you're here tonight, I'm not gonna tell your name. I'm not gonna uncover you. Listen, these stories light my life up. They are so awesome. She was out there and she was literally, like they were like, call an ambulance. Something something was really seemed wrong with her. And anyway, I started talking with her and I started asking her some questions. And you know what? Demons have a language. Demons have specific words and mannerisms that they use that I recognized. Unfortunately, because I had plenty of them myself in the past. (laughs) So this young woman was dealing with rejection and unworthiness and all these things. And a 30 second prayer brought her out of complete migraine. She woke up, she was like a different person. So all the glory to God that if something like that, you can be delivered of migraines for the rest of your life, 
okay? So we don't tolerate that stuff. And so really the, the, the way I came into, um, if you'll show the picture of me when I was young, this is where my need for deliverance started. Okay, I was the little boy on the right, okay? Listen. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I mean, who does that to their kid with the bull haircut? If you're a parent and you do this to your kid, I'm gonna say shame on you. That's not okay. Listen, I was such a tomboy. I, I always dressed like a boy. Someone said to my, little, to, my, to my older sister, oh, what a cute little brother you have. And I'm like, I'm a girl, you know? And I'm like, but you look like a boy. I don't know what I was thinking. So anyway, this was my opening need for deliverance. This is kind of where it all started. Because unfortunately, as a child, I took on some heavy stuff, which I feel the weight of what you have taken on at a young age. Some of you have taken on some very heavy stuff, okay? There were doors open, spiritual doors that were open in my life that, that made me build up walls. They made me guard my heart. They made me seek for um, attention in ways that I shouldn't have as a teenager. So you gotta understand that these doors can be opened either through you or other people. They're, they're opened through the sins of yourself or other people or trauma. Those are a couple ways the doors are open and I'm gonna go through some things. But I just, I, I show you that and I tell you that because I, I'm not anything special at all. Like the Bible says clearly um, in John 14, 12, that whoever believes in him will do the works. And so, <clears throat> very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That's God's word, that's not mine, telling you that, that you're gonna do great works. Listen, I can deliver people, I can heal people, and it's not me. It is Jesus working through me, God working through my hands because of my, just because I'm available. Because, because I walked through so much pain, you know, I have a heart for people with pain. And so when you do that, you know, I feel like, man, set the captives free. If you have been set free, it is time. It is your time to step into being able to do this yourself. So I just wanna challenge you. I just wanna challenge you to, to take that on that it's not just the, the ministry team that can do this. You know, at Men's and Women's Prayer, we equip you every single week to learn how to pray with power, pray with authority. If you don't have that power and authority, if you're not walking in the gifts of Jesus, like then, then you're missing something. You're not as big of a part of building the kingdom. Do you know what would happen if you all were walking in signs and wonders? If your coworker said, dang, I got a huge headache, and you went and prayed for them, and they got their headache healed, do you think they would actually come to church with you from your invitation now? You wouldn't have to invite them. They'd be like, what are you, where did you learn that? Bring me there. Does that make sense? So these signs and wonders are super important 
for you to start understanding that these are gifts for you to walk in as well. So tonight, I just wanna do three quick things. I want to, number one, break some unbelief around deliverance, okay? Break some shame around it. It's okay to need help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be hurting. It's okay to be going through seasons, right? Number two, I want you to understand your identity and authority in Christ, which we're gonna talk about, which like, um, in just a minute, and then briefly talk about how spiritual doors are opened and how to close them. So, excuse me, I'm getting over a little cold, so thank you. Okay, breaking unbelief and shame around um, needing deliverance and healing. I don't know where you got your beliefs from around this topic, okay? But if I can give you an example, an idea of how a belief is formed, if, if this was your belief and it's on the tabletop, you come up with these, there, there's ideas, there's things you see, you hear, and you experience that are like little legs on this, let's say it's a stool, let's say you're gonna sit on this. I wouldn't sit on this because it's got one leg, right? <laughs> that would not be safe. So if I had a few different um, experiences or things I heard, they would build the belief, they would hold up that belief, okay? So what are the beliefs you have about inner healing and deliverance? I don't know. Probably a lot of them are that it's weird, uh, that it's odd, you know, that, that very few churches do this. And I want to explain kind of maybe where some of your beliefs came from so that you really can, we can break those down and you can understand that you're supposed to be walking in these gifts. Um, number one, maybe you just don't understand it. So maybe you never heard about it from another church. So there's just a, a, an empty pole here holding up this belief of, it's kind of weird because I've never heard about it. And if I would have heard about it, then it, then I would have, you know, then it would make more sense. Does that make sense? So unfortunately, the devil really knows that signs and wonders um, work and that they spread the kingdom very quickly. So he's going to try to do everything he can to take that out. And he's taken it out of most churches. I mean, how many of you have been to multiple churches before ours and have never seen like miracles and signs and wonders and deliverance nights and all kinds of things? Okay, so most of, most of y'all, right? So there's a lack of teaching around this and it's all biblical. Like I said, John 14, um, 12. So then next, what if your parents, you probably got some information from your parents. <laughs> Let me go here. Uh, okay, how many of you guys, your parents told you there's no such things as ghosts? Like, you know, if you had nightmares, anyone have nightmares? Anyone used to have nightmares? Okay, I had like multiple nightmares. I was tormented as a child with nightmares. Um, you know, there's no such things as ghosts. There's no such things as the monsters under your bed. There's no such things as those chihuahuas in your closet. I know, people. I had chihuahuas in my closet. The, the demon works like a dirty dog. And so mine came in the form of chihuahuas. And I knew that something was real. And I knew that something was wrong. Does that make sense? So your parents are also the same people that told you that Santa Claus was real. So let me just go there. Whoa, preach it. I'm gonna <laughs> drop the mic. Okay. Um, now. Maybe you just had like a passive approach to it. You think, maybe you heard from your parents, which, which we heard from our parents a lot about finances, like it'll all just work out. Everything works out for good, you know, which is true in the, in the kingdom. And at the same time, it's a passive approach. 
it's a very passive approach. So if that belief was that things are a little bit weird, if deliverance is strange, it's whatever, hopefully I just broke all three legs of your belief system and cracked that because that's not of God. The Bible talks all about through, this, through the New Testament about how deliverance and inner healing and how he set so many people free. So that, with that new belief I'm asking you to take on is not only is, is it real, because he talks about in the Bible, it's that we are, our, our battle is not of flesh and blood. It's of, of, the, of the kingdom of darkness, right? So we know that this is a real thing. And that's what I want you to take on. And I want you to take on that it's not just for me and the ministry team. It's something that all of you have the opportunity to do if you just learn about it. Study Mike Connell, right? Come to the Freedom Nights. Come to, come to all these nights that we have on trainings. So um, the next thing is about shame. And this is a big thing, okay? Asking for help. Um, I shouldn't need help because I'm a man. Or I shouldn't need help because I'm a strong woman. Or I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. Right? And you're shouldn'ting all over yourself. <laughs> or others. And I did not cuss. Just live stream, I did not say a cuss word there. Shouldn't, shouldn't, should. Should or shouldn't? Nope. Um, the devil is going to try to make you believe that you're the only one in this situation. You're the only one that's addicted to alcohol. You're the only one that's addicted to porn. You're the only one that's, that's, that has emotional challenges or you're dealing with massive fear. You're getting nightmares. You're the only one. So he, his, his main tactic, honestly, is to isolate you. And it's so, he's, it's so stupid because it's, it's the same thing over and over again. He'll try to take you out through either offense, right? You get offended, you get hurt by someone in the church. I'm gonna take my ball and go home. You know, I could have taken my ball and gone home so many times. Are you kidding me? 17 years in this church. I could have taken my ball plenty of times. Instead, I stayed to heal people instead. Grow through it. <clears throat> Grow through the offense. Grow through the offense. Learn to forgive. Learn to, learn to get yourself set free and learn to help others get set free. So if the isolation is one of the devil's main techniques, you know, he wants to also attack your identity. Um, he really wants you to believe that, that you are the only one that deals with this and that you're a bad person because you deal with it. The main language of the enemy is you are. And then he gets you into agreement and you start saying, I am. Listen, if you start recognizing the voice of the enemy, you're gonna realize that that is not who you are and that is not whose you are. So let's start walking and listening to the language of people. So he attacks the identity you got to recognize the voice. What you've done doesn't make you who you are. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us has sinned. So do not think that because you've sinned that, that you are an awful, terrible, horrendous person. That is the 
identity the, uh, the devil wants you to take on. So some quick verses on identity, and I'm not going to go through these. Uh, you guys could look up, you know, Google identity verses, and you'll get 342 or something like that. I don't know. But these were the ones that, um, that hit me and that I thought I just wanted to touch on real quick, and then we're going to go on shutting doors, and then we're going to go on cracking some demons off you. Okay. Um, number one is 1 Corinthians 3.17. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. You are the temple. If you're in the kingdom, you are the temple. And you are holy because he has made you holy, okay? Even though you've done some stupid stuff like me, okay? Um, next is 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Say, I am, I am the, righteousness the righteousness of God. Of God. Amen. Okay. Righteousness means morally right or justifiable or very good or excellent. You are those things. So when you start aligning with the devil and his voices and his tactics and his sinful nature, you're, you're walking outside of God's covering and this is where doors can open to the demonic. And then they start manipulating you and controlling you and using you and abusing you. And then you feel like a real loser and you don't feel like you can get freedom, okay? And it's all lies of the enemy. So start recognizing these things. Anything that is opposite of these scriptures is the devil. So... The other thing I coach people on when I'm at the altar here, um, if you say, I can't change my, or you come up to me and say, my depression or my sickness, do not own these things. They are not of, you, they are not of God. They are not meant to own. They're not yours. You don't own things you don't want to release. Okay, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power love, and a sound mind, okay? Other versions, translations say self-discipline or self-control. So if you're operating in those things, you're operating in the spirit of God, right? So last one, whoops, is Revelations 21.5. Behold, I am making all things new. You are made new. We go from glory to glory, people. Like, why do you think half of the rows here the leaders of the church, of all the volunteer teams, why do you think we come and get prayer up here at the altar? Because we go levels, we go through seasons of life. We're being vulnerable so that we can lead the way, so that all of you can be vulnerable and let your guard down and come up and get healing in prayer. <clears throat> so you're a new creation when you're in the kingdom of God. And who you are to our church, I wanna speak to that real quick. Do you know that every volunteer in here, every volunteer in here fights weekly for your healing, deliverance, freedom, for your salvation? They are serving you. All of us are one body and we work together as a team, as a family. And so that's who you are to our church. You are valuable, you are precious. 
You won one salvation from today, one healing from today. We all worked for you today. We love you. So I guess I should get into the title of my message probably. <laughs> we're gonna do that and we're gonna go into some, um, some inner healing. So this is called, the message is called The Expectation Gap. And this is what God talked to me about, what he wanted to do to set people free is there are things in life that we expect from other people and from ourselves, from our marriage, from our finances, from our children, and then sometimes the results are down here. We're like, what just happened? What happened, right? But there's a gap in there a lot of times. And what happens is that instead of going into where the gap should be mercy and grace for yourself and for other people, we go into a space of judgment. And judging is a sin, right? And so then when we sin and we judge ourselves or others, then we open other spiritual doors. And when that happens, you're out of God's covering. You're, you're out from the umbrella of his covering and, and the enemy can wreak havoc in your world because of that. And so tonight, you know, I wanna, I wanna do a, a quick thing where you just search your heart real fast. Search your heart. I wanna know where you have, these, have had expectations that have fallen short where your heart is aching, where you might have grief, where there might have been trauma. And I want you to really quick, just, just think of that area. And if there's an area where you have let go and you have come into agreement with those things, and you can close your eyes. I see a lot of you closing your eyes. I want God to speak to you right now. I just want you to, to feel his presence. I want you to feel his love. He's ready to heal you. He's ready to set you free from that expectation yeah. so you don't walk in judgment and you don't walk in pain. So God, I just ask that you reveal right now that area where your children have lost hope, where they have let grief come in and stay, where they haven't released other people, where they haven't forgiven other people, God, reveal to them where they need to be releasing those people, releasing themselves, releasing those false expectations that have allowed trauma and drama into their lives. And God, I just ask you to heal every part of their heart right now. And I'm gonna, ask if, I'm gonna ask some of you to be really bold. If that spoke to you, if you really feel like I'm, I'm carrying something, I am, because at the altar, what we find is that it's just there, people come up and their, their heart aches. Their heart aches, they're disappointed. Something wasn't met. Their parents didn't take care of them properly or their um, spouse isn't operating properly or leading properly or maybe, I don't know what it is where your disappointment has come in. But I wanna close that door with you right now 
Can I ask you if you would be bold enough to just stand in your seat? I'm not gonna ask you to come down, but I'm just gonna ask you to stand in your seat right now. Give these guys a hand for being courageous. So Heavenly Father, right now, I just pray for each of these bold, courageous warriors that you are delivering them from the trauma and the, and the expectation, the false expectation that they have had, that they have put on themselves and other people. And Father, where, where judgment and unforgiveness has come in, has come into that place because of, of that sin, God, we break and bind that spirit right now. We break and bind every spirit of unforgiveness. We break and bind every spirit of grief right now. I command you to go. Set these people free. They are children of the most high God. God, I thank you. You're releasing supernatural um, blessing and strategies for them to continue to heal, to continue to heal their hearts in this specific area that they are feeling right now, where someone didn't measure up and they didn't measure up to their own expectations. God, I thank you for your healing power and what you're doing in these people's lives right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Um, last little section we're going to talk about, and then we're going to go into some more prayer time, um, is, is trauma. Okay. Trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, emotional shock following a stressful event or physical injury. Could be car accidents, rape, molestation, a, a sports injury, death of a loved one, physical attack or beating. You guys understand that when trauma happens to someone, <clears throat> this, is a, this, this changes you on a cellular level. Like physically, trauma can get trapped in your cells if you don't process it properly. And then we go to, to medicate that trauma to try to cover up the pain. Okay, you're covering up the pain with either drugs or alcohol workaholism it's not just it's not just an addiction like to something it's an avoidance of dealing with the emotion i tell people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs you're not addicted to that thing you're addicted to numbing the pain that you haven't dealt with that you haven't let jesus completely heal you haven't left that on the altar and that trauma, literally, you know, I've, I've broken trauma off of so many people, I can't even tell you. Um, I remember one and it was a car accident and she was literally seeing every time she got into the car, re-seeing re, re the accident, freaking out about death, about her kids dying, about like, like massive trauma, right? And it, get, and it can get trapped in the cells. And one prayer, one prayer and God healed her. See, those visions create neural pathways. This is, this is whether you have trauma from emotion. So if someone said something to you that really hurt. How many of you guys have ever had that experience? Legs up, everything, yeah. 
and you repeated it over and over and over again? What about your spouse, anyone? Sorry, babe. Like he said this, and he said this, and, he, and then over and over again. And I'm sitting there building this neural pathway in my brain. Like he's so bad, he's so bad. <laughs> he's the most amazing husband, so I can joke like this, but it's pathways, right, that need to be broken. So some of you have pathways that need to be broken. We're gonna, we're gonna actually bring you down at the end to, to break that trauma. And again, trauma doesn't have to be um, like, so severe in your mind. It doesn't have to be a rape, although I've broken trauma off of many people who have been raped, many people who have been molested. And it's horrible because the spirit of perversion in this world is so sickening. And it's heartbreaking. And when that happens, those doors open. And then if you come into alignment with them, then you're in sin and you're in agreement with the devil, and that's when he can really wreak havoc on your life. And the cycle continues because you have soul tied to that person and everyone they've ever been with. How disgusting is the devil? You think like sex before marriage is just a buzzkill? No, there's a reason. God is trying to protect you. He loves you so much that he never wants you to deal with that. So to close out for these, the, the third point of how spiritual doors are opened and how to close them, I'm going to run through this information really fast because you can get that homework. And then we're going to open up the altar and we're going to allow healing to flow. If you have a physical need for healing, we're going to pray for you. If you have an emotional need for healing, we're gonna pray for you. We're gonna break every chain tonight. I don't want you to think, I gotta get out of here, I gotta go. No, you don't gotta go. You gotta get healed. You gotta get healed. So we talked real quick, door, um, trauma, or, or sorry, uh, spiritual doors can be opened to demons, by the way, just to clarify. <clears throat> through sin or trauma. Sin could have been done to you. Someone else could have opened a door, okay? It could have come through a family line. Parents, I had some of that. <laughs> or it could have been your choice to open a door to sin, okay? So those are the way it, it's opened. They're opened. Closing them. Number one, stop sinning. <laughs> Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. But some of you have tried. How many of you have tried to walk away from the sin that you know you're not supposed to be doing, but it's been really hard? Okay, if there's a cycle in your life, if there's a cycle of lack and in finances, and God spoke to me clearly about the men in this room, like he said, Carly, the men are being attacked. They're being attacked in so many ways. And it's through your identity as a provider. That's one of the main ways that the devil is trying to attack men these days. And you know what is crazy is it through, cause we're, my husband and I are into health. We've studied it for 40 something years together combined. 
and there really is an agenda. Like there's, there's really stuff out there that is reducing your testosterone as a man. You're more docile when you have less testosterone. There are attacks that are happening on a spiritual level that then go into the physical through the people that are joining forces with the enemy. And so I just want you to really understand if there's a pattern, if there's a cycle of lack and of fear around providing, I want you to come down and to the altar in just a few minutes because we're gonna break that. You are the leaders of your homes. We need you. We need you to be strong. We need you to be courageous. We love you and we honor you. We don't want the devil trying to attack you anymore. Because you know what it can cause if you don't and you just come into agreement with the enemy and you just, just stay in that lack mindset because the devil's got you there, then guess what? The women have to step up. You know how many women I prayed for this weekend alone that had a financial burden and a stress because they needed to step up in a, into a place that they weren't supposed to? I've been there, I've been there and it was tough. And I took on a lot that I shouldn't have had to take on. And I deal with a lot of strong women who are like that as well. So I, I, am, I am grateful that God is gonna do a mighty work for you, for you men tonight. So break inner vows, every bit of unforgiveness, you break that. I don't care what someone did to you, it's not worth you suffering for. You're the one suffering. They might've been wrong, but you gotta understand that they're broken people. If they would do something that bad to you, do you, can you imagine what happened to them or what the devil is doing in their life? Let him go, forgive them, release them. You are not meant to hold that. Stop putting false expectations on yourself and others. You're not meant to carry that weight. You need to release the weight at the altar tonight you might receive an immediate healing. Let me, just, let me just give you some things after you receive your healing. You might receive an immediate healing tonight. Some of you are gonna have physical things just gone in the name of Jesus. I, I had a woman come a few years ago. She came in on crutches. She walked out like this with her crutch. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Jesus, that you let me be part of that. Like, I'm not a healer, he is. He's the healer and he wants to heal you tonight. So keeping them closed looks like this. Get in community. Get to women's prayer if you're a woman. Men's prayer if you're a man. Get some accountability. Learn God's voice by reading his word. Get on the daily reading. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, he could have said all kinds of eloquent stuff. He just used the word sharper than a two-edged sword, right? So right now, what I'd like to do is, I'd like everyone to just, if you can stand with me real quick, we're gonna just break an inner vow. We're gonna break some inner vows, and then we're gonna go into a time of breaking some trauma and false expectations down here at the altar. <clears throat> so if you would repeat after me real quick, God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you that you love me enough 
to pay the price to set me free. I repent for putting false expectations on others and on myself. Forgive me for judging them and myself. I break every agreement with rejection of myself and others. I break every soul tie with anyone I've been with other than my spouse. Right now I break every agreement with the spirit of unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness. I thank you for healing my heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.